Hello Church, this is Pastor Cody King, the pastor of Median Online Ministries here at DAC. I'm excited to be doing our Bible talk today. Uh, pastor Brad will not be joining us. Um, nothing's going on. I know usually a different host means that pastor's out of town or something like that, but he's, he's here. We just have a different host this week, so I'm excited to be with you. Um, excited to be leading us in our discussion and our, well, I like to call a bonus episode because we're deviating from the year of the apostles slightly. So stay tuned to hear out what that's hear what that's all about. Um, but I'm excited to announce the next few weeks we have a, a couple of special things going on during our Sunday services uh, coming up. As all of you know, hopefully, because Mother's Day is a Sunday. Hopefully, every one of you all prepared for that. Got your Mother's Day gifts already. Um, but this Sunday is Mother's Day, so Pastor Andrew and our youth worship team are going to be leading our service. In Deltona on Sunday morning for both Deltona services, Daniel Stringer will be preaching in Deland on Mother's Day. He's a you know youth sponsor as well. He volunteers with our youth group. He's going to be leading the service or the sermon time in Deland this Sunday. Next week on the 21st, we're going to be doing a swap. Daniel will be coming to Deltona, and uh, Pastor Andrew and the youth team will be headed to Deland for the service on May 21st. So two exciting weeks coming up. Um, since Daniel will be preaching in Deltona, he'll be leading Bible talk next week as well. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to have you guys join in with us uh, for that as well. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, like I said, I'm going to be deviating from the year of the apostles slightly. As all of you guys know, who watch on a consistent basis, the last four years, Pastor Brad has, um, been determined through our Bible talks and our Sunday morning messages to teach through the entire Bible loosely. And so this year is the year of the apostles as we're going through the last 22 books of the Bible, Romans through Revelation. And uh, it's the year of the apostles. We're reading through the epistles, so the letters written by the apostles. And we're going through it chronologically with the information that we have available to us. Pastor Brad just finished Philippians last week. And uh, so we're going to be continuing on um, after these two special services through our chronological teaching. Um, through these books. So I'm excited for that and I'm excited to be here today. We have a bonus episode deviating from that slightly that I'll explain here in a second. So if you'd like to join me in prayer as we open up, I'm going to be praying that the Lord would use my words um, today as we do Bible talk, that he would open our hearts who are listening um, to be receptive of what he has in store for us. So please pray with me right now. Lord, we love you. We uh, pray over this time. Lord, may this be the one. May this be glorifying to you. May this be um, just an example of us gathering to praise you for what you've done and what you're going to continue to do. As we open up your word that is God-breathed, as scripture says, and we believe it, we declare it, we proclaim it right now that scripture is ordained and breathed by you. So as we open it up, we do so in faith that it has the supernatural ability to change our lives from the inside out. We invite you to do that by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we just ask that you break down barriers and uh, and uh, open our hearts, Lord, to be receptive of what you would speak to us today through your word, and uh, may it change us eternally from the inside out. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So I'm excited. I've said that like 10 times. So we are going to be, I'd like to do a little, and I think this is the right word, a little biopic of the Apostle Paul. I'm not going to say biography, maybe that's the right word. Um, we've been talking a lot about the Apostle Paul lately, ever since January, and I know this because I have to type the descriptions for the podcast that goes out every week, and 
in the descriptions, I'll say what the episode's about, the Bible talk episode, or what the sermon's about, and I'll say the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul. And so, like, as I'm preparing to do it today, I'm just like, man, we keep talking about the Apostle Paul a lot. I'm like, maybe it would be fitting if we did a little background of who this Apostle Paul guy is. And even though most of us might know it, just continue to remind ourselves of these these details, minor or major, that help make Paul who he is. And, you know, 13 of the 27 books in the New Testament were written by the Apostle Paul. Of the 22 books we're reading for uh, the year, of, or teaching through for the year of the Apostles, 13 of them are from the Apostle Paul. So as we're going chronologically and we keep doing letters from him, even though there are other letters, um, I mean, we did James, you know, earlier in the year, um, from other Apostles, we are going to today just give a, the, the biography, the background surrounding Paul's calling to walk with the Lord. So I'm going to read through portions of Acts chapter 8 and Acts chapter 9 today. And as we're going to be, you know, unpacking all of this, I'm just excited to help it give us the background, the clarity as we teach through what the Apostle Paul has done and did in the name of the Lord, that we would just continue to find truths about the Lord and his work that he did through Paul. So I'm going to start in Acts chapter 8 and um, continue on in our background of the Apostle Paul. So as many of us may know, in Acts chapter 7, we see the um, the death of Stephen. So Stephen was a disciple of the Lord, and we have a documentation in the book of Acts of how he was, how he was killed for his obedience and faith and following Jesus. And so that is a consistent theme throughout Scripture. That is a consistent theme even today as we have people across the globe who are dying because they are willing to surrender it all for their faith in Christ. And uh, it's so admirable, and I pray we would have the same faith currently, and we'd be willing to do that at any time, um, to stand up for Christ in that manner. But I bring up the story of Stephen because Acts chapter eight, and I'm, you know, when your pastor of media and online ministries is leading, we break out all the stops. So if you're watching, you're going to see the scripture on the screen. If you're listening, I'm going to read it out loud anyway. So in Acts chapter eight, we pick off, pick up from where we left off. Um, at the story I just paraphrased of Stephen. And the first verse says, And Saul approved of their killing of him. This is the New International Version in NIV chapter 8 verse 1. So we see Saul was putting the stamp of approval that it is okay, you know, we're approving, yes, killed, you know, killed these Christians, whatever, you know. And Saul is the one who's approving them. I'm going to keep reading in verse 1. On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. Godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him, but Saul began to destroy the church. Going from house to house, he dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. So we're getting introduced to this character named Saul, who is on a rampage with the church, trying to destroy the church and throw them into prison. So we have the rest of chapter 8 and chapter 9. We see more of what this guy named Saul is doing. And as many of you know, as I say the name Saul, you know that eventually Saul gets his name changed to Paul once he comes to Christ. I'm sorry I spoiled the ending there, but in Acts chapter 9, we'll read about Saul's conversion. All of this, and I'm, I'm reading through and teaching all this, because this is, this is the guy who is writing all these letters, and this is what he used to be doing. And I hope we are never lost in our sense of all, of knowing how forsaken and how, how lost Saul was to the point of murdering followers of Jesus for simply for choosing to follow Jesus and his complete conversion being bought by the blood of Jesus Christ and being redeemed to being the apostle to the Gentiles and therefore spreading the gospel to the entire world as we have it today. 
And as we're, I pray we would never lose that all and that we would have that same all for our own conversion, that we would remember who we were, how wretched we were, and how the Lord just completely made us a new person that can be explained by nothing else other than the blood of Christ. Side rant, tangent, but listen, it's the gospel, and I believe it was the Spirit, so I'm not going to argue with it. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 22, NIV. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. So once again, we're seeing the same thing here. He's trying to get more letters so that he can continue to persecute the church and throw them in jail. And um, what's really cool, our youth group that's going to be leading worship this Sunday is called The Way. They get that from uh, John chapter 14, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Um, but it's pretty cool here that we see in uh, you know Acts chapter 9, they call them followers of the way. That's where our youth group gets their name from. As he neared Damascus on his journey, I'm picking up in verse 3, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound, but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. So Saul, you know, you might have heard the terminology, a road to Damascus experience. So this is Saul's experience. He's, he's walking down the road to go persecute Christians. The Lord straight up blinded him, spoke to him, and said, you know, I am Jesus whom you're persecuting. Um, I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Verse 10. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarshish named Saul, for he is praying. In the vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. Timeout. Full timeout. 60 second. Ananias. So he, I, I can't blame the dude. I really can't. So the Lord is telling him like, hey, you know, go find this guy named Saul. And uh, you're going to pray for him and you're going to help him receive a sight. Ananias is like, hold on. Whoa. He's like, Lord, you know who you're talking about, right? Like, you know who this guy is. He came here to arrest us and throw us in jail for believing in you. You want me to pray? Like, you, like Lord, you know what's going on, right? And I'm telling you, that probably would have been my reaction. Because I'm like, Lord, like, whoa, what? But this was the Lord's response to Ananias questioning, like, hey, you know what's going on, right? Here's what the Lord says. But the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. As Pastor Brad would say, put that on the billboard right there. Just that's, that's your recruiting pitch right there. If you want to follow Jesus, let me show you how much he must suffer for my name. That. <laughs> Pastor Brad, that's, I feel like that's a, a Bradism right there. I'll show him how, you know, put the recruiting pitch right there. But that was Paul's calling. Paul was saying, okay, you're going to, like, he was telling Paul, that, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to suffer for my name. But the reason that I want to read this in the correlation as we just finished Philippians, um, Pastor Brad teaching on Philippians. And two weeks ago, he made mention of this verse in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but through prayer and petition, 
with supplication, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. He tells Paul how much he needs to suffer for his own name, but that same Paul later on to the church of Philippi in chapter 4 is saying that he does not have to be anxious about anything, and there is a peace of God that transcends all human understanding that goes with him as he's following Christ and serving him. And that is same thing is available to us. It's the same thing that was available to the church of Philippi. And as the Lord is charging him and commanding him with the the calling to suffer for his name, that he's going to live in a way and manner that he's going to have peace at all times and that suffering will pay off with eternal life, spending eternity glorifying Jesus and in the presence of the Lord that nothing else, everything else will pale in comparison to. Verse 17. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized, and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. So, I'm inferring here, I didn't check the commentaries to see what they have to say about this, but I don't think it's a dangerous inference. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus, so he's he's just been converted to Christ, and now he's spending time with the disciples. You can infer learning, talking, you know, listening to, to what's going on. What is this gospel? If I'm going to start proclaiming Jesus, what does that look like? And he's receiving this guidance from the disciples that were there at Damascus. And once again, I'm going to wrap up these last three verses and give us a bit of encouragement as we depart today. At once, he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. All those who heard him were astonished and asked, Isn't he the man who raised havoc in Jerusalem among those who call on his name? And hasn't he come here to take them as prisoners to the chief priest? Yet Saul grew more and more powerful and baffled the Jews living in Damascus by proving that Jesus is the Messiah. So complete, complete 180. Complete 180 from persecuting the church, arresting those, throwing them in prison for following Jesus. And now he is he is baffling the word that is used here in the IV, the Jews, with his ability to, to argue with them, to, to debate with them that Jesus is actually the Messiah they've been looking for this whole time. I wanted to, to read this today because I just think this helps us see the person and the man who is writing all these letters. I think as we're going through and, and we're garnering the, the, the commands and, the, and the, the encouragement that he's giving to the church of Philippi or to the church of, of whatever book we're unpacking next, that, that we would see what this is coming from, to see the man who is writing these things, and more importantly, to see how the Holy Spirit was using the man who was writing these things. To see how the more we gain context to who Saul, now Paul, is, and to gain more context as to, to who made him, or to how the Lord made him who he was, writing these things and giving these charges to the churches, that we would just continue to grow in admiration of Christ and, and continue to see more clear than the day before, more clear than this morning, more clear than a few hours ago, how the Lord can and will use us to do similar things. And it can and will use us to do powerful things for his glory. So as we did this short and brief little biography, um, sharing who Paul was, how he was converted, and leading us to the point where we've been this year, going through the different letters that he wrote to the churches. I pray this was beneficial and that um, that, that we leave inspired and just with a clear understanding of, uh, of uh, the man that is the Apostle Paul and 
the Spirit's ability to use anyone and His Spirit's ability to use us. Let me pray for us as we depart and uh, leave this Bible talk today. Lord, we love you, God. We thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the story of the Apostle Paul that we can study, that we can expound upon, that we can um, um, gain because it is a living word that we can gain inspiration from and see how you can take such a, a wretched man and turn him into the leader of the of the Christian faith in the sense of writing most of our scripture, Lord, um, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for using him, Lord, as, as we learn his story and as we see um, what his conversion did to him. May we have faith, if, we are, if there are unbelievers watching, that we have faith that you can do that for us, for the believers who are watching, or do that for them, Lord, and for the believers who are watching, Lord, that we would have faith that you can continue um, to use us powerfully, that we don't have to sit on the sidelines, Lord, that you would convict us to not be lazy, um, Lord, that we would just realize that we need to get in the game, that you're calling us to get into the game, and Lord, not only are you calling us, Lord, but you equip us, Lord, for the things that you would have us do. Um, Lord, help us leave this Bible talk encouraged, equipped, and driven, Lord, to walk with you powerfully, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the story of Paul. And thank you as we continue to study his his uh, letters throughout the year that we would see your heart working through the new Paul that completely set Christianity on the course of what it is today, Lord. And your spirit drove all of that, and we thank you for it, Jesus. And we pray in that same spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. See you guys next time. Thanks for joining us.